staring, blinking at a screen in the dark, seeing that somebody liked an opinion that you had for five minutes or a photo that you put up doesn't give you anything other than a pseudo hit of what you're really searching for. So to be alive in this modern schizophrenic mad world and to be able to navigate it without going totally insane is a heroic act. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Do you remember what it's like to be really bored? Like, deliciously bored, where you're just sitting there going, fucking bored, bored, nothing to do, bored. I suspect if you were born like post the 90s, the answer is that you've never been properly bored. Not like, not like we used to have. Yeah, you know, like I remember being a teenager when there was no internet, no cable TV or whatever back in Australia. All you had was like the three channels on TV and then you had books and friends, things you do like riding bicycles and trying to get laid at parties. But I remember, and it's hard even to conceptualize it when I would think back and I remember like, what did I do before the internet? What did I do before? phones and, and I have memories of me like lying in my bed going ah, fucking bored or like reading a book and then getting me bored of that or looking at TV and going bored and then I have memories but I don't really associate with them it feels like it was a different person but when I think back over those times it was that's the the impetus that led me to go and like lock myself in a room and write songs you know right firstly write vote bad poetry initially and then write songs right which then led to me starting a band which was some ways the start of me getting to where I am today. Right? It was me thinking outside the box and starting to create my own life. Because I was bored, because I had to create something out of nothing. And I'm not obviously not the first person to notice this or say this, but the smartphone high-speed internet era is fucking our heads up, seriously. It's really fucking weird that you are never alone, never alone, that at any moment that reflex to reach into your pocket and just look at absolute tripe nonsense bullshit of who ate what today and who's feuding with who and what Jake Paul's doing. I mean, obviously watching Jake Paul lately. It's, it's totally unnatural, right? So it's, not, it's not the way that human beings were brought up. We obviously came from tribal societies where none of that was ever going to be part of who we are. And now in these modern, insane asylums that we live in, where there are millions of people swarming around us and billions of pieces of information being screamed at you in the most garish and sensational and sexy and sexist and violent ones are the ones that get through because they're the ones that trigger us in our most kind of primal ways or like, a, uh, like draw us in with very scientifically developed addiction mechanisms so that the, the, you just want to press the like buttons or you want to get more likes because it hit, hits your dopamine sensors. And, and you know this is stuff which is obviously well-planned by Facebook and Google and casinos and uh, anyone who's trying to sell you anything. So to be uh, alive in this modern schizophrenic mad world and to be able to navigate it without going totally insane is a heroic act. You know, to be able to live and draw all of the amazing things out, out of what is possible in the modern age whilst being able to create some buffers and barriers so that your mind is just not constantly swamped with absolute bullshit requires vigilance and it requires discerning skills. Because I, I'm someone who considers myself to be pretty cool with sitting alone. I can go off into the forest, I can go into a meditation retreat center and I'm okay. Uh, I don't need to be on the phone with people or having constant contact with people and yet when I put the app on my phone that says how many hours a day do you spend on that, it comes out at a couple of hours at least. And I know people who spend eight hours a day on their phones once they figure out what they're doing. And that's a third of your life in some 
cases or a quarter of your life or a fifth of your life that you're giving away to something that at your deathbed, if you had to look back and go, well, I spent 15 years on Facebook, was that a good use of those 15 years? Of all the other things I could have done in those 15 years, you're going to feel a deep sense of regret because obviously staring, blinking at a screen in the dark, seeing that somebody liked uh, an opinion that you had for five minutes or a photo that you put up doesn't give you anything other than a pseudo hit of what you're really searching for. Because why do people do that? They, get, they want likes because they want community engagement. They want recognition. They want to be part of something. And as we live in these mega insane cities with millions of people, where we are in small tiny boxes, but surrounded by crowds, where we are separated, uh, where we don't know our neighbors, all of these things have broken us away from what makes us human, which is community, which is collaboration, which is sharing, which is competition with other groups, of course, but a sense of being part of something. Thing, not just an individual consumer. And that's unfortunately the role that is allocated to most of us. We are simply here to be fed poison, to be, to be taxed, to pour our attention into something, massive amounts of attention, just so somebody can get an extra percentage point on their click-throughs for their advertising, for example. Like all of this stuff that's drawing this mass of human creativity and imagination, all the amazing things that humans can potentially do, and then leading it all to this completely pointless ends of just being able to sell more widgets. On the flip side, the potential of what is available to you and what is possible to do in this modern age is staggering, even in comparison to me growing up in the 90s. Now you have the ability to cheaply travel all over the world, the ability to set up businesses anywhere, to be able to work remotely, to be able to connect with people of, of interest in different scenes or different things you're interested in all around the world at the touch of a button. The ability to connect to collaborate, to create international communities, to travel, to make money whilst on the go, to be able to start something entrepreneurial with almost no capital. This is only, has only become possible in this modern era. I would not choose to live at any other time at all. I'm not, I'm not here complaining and saying like, in the good old days back when you used to read a book and look out the window when you're on a, a drive. It's like, I'm, I'm glad that I got to experience the transition between these two very different ways of living, but this one is vastly superior in terms of what's possible for me to achieve and many people who are willing to live outside the status quo. It is very possible to balance the positive and negative aspects that are existing in this time and place, but only if you do that consciously. Because we are uh, flawed, because we are fallible, because we are easily addicted to shiny things and buttons that press and things that make our dopamine levels spike. All of us, no matter how spiritual or elevated you think you might be, you're still checking your phone. You're still validated by your Instagram likes. Uh, you're still wasting massive amounts of time online, unless you are conscious of that. So what's really important to do is to take the best of the time, and sometimes that means making drastic changes in your life, moving cities, changing jobs, rethinking the philosophies that your parents gave you that said that the only way to do things was to study hard, get a good job at the local firm and stay there for 30 years. Things that have become redundant and changed in this last generation, you have to be able to adapt in order to keep up. If you want to be able to live an amazing life, that may mean you need to move cities. It may mean that the thing that you studied is not the thing that you should pursue, right? You need to be willing to adapt at the pace of change and the pace of change is incredibly fast at the moment and will unless someone drops a nuke on us it's going to continue uh, exponentially over the coming years and the problems associated with that are going to get worse what happens when you have an entire generation that was brought up staring at a screen millennials are different than us you know we were brought up looking at comic books and going out and kicking balls even those of us who are quite uncoordinated not very sporty and now you have generations that are just brought up 
by screens, by this constant uh, flickering images, by very short, punchy little bites of information that people can't read an entire book anymore or watch a whole movie or sit through a lecture. They, they only take highlights, they only take the most garish and uh, clickbaity things. This is over time going to affect society more and more and people are going to become, large numbers of people will be unable to concentrate, will be unable to be present. And that's the crux of what I'm getting here, is that if you don't create some buffer between you and the outside world, you will just be constantly bombarded with information until you die. People trying to get your attention to sell you stuff essentially, or to change your mind and get you to vote in a certain way. You will be the victim of that and the person who shouts the loudest or has the slickest production will get your attention. There is a, an alternative. You can take the excellent things from today without needing to run off and live in a monastery to escape it all. I've tried that before and sometimes that can be a really good thing to do to just get the fuck away from everybody. I like to spend up to a month every year in nature, away from most humans, if not all, spending time away from my phone. Even though I run a business, I switch things off, I'm not contactable, and I settle into taking back the attention that's been fucking taken off me and to be able to settle into presence, to experience simple things like taste, like temperature, like being in nature, like spending good time with real friends and family and having real conversations that don't have to revolve around showing them memes all the time. And this kind of uh, valve against modern society I feel is really important. When was the last time you got out of your city? For most people, it's not that hard to get to somewhere na natural. There's a park, there's the outside the city, there's uh, you know, a short drive, there's a train away where you can go on a hiking trail. It's not that hard to do, and yet often people stay in cities their entire lives or very, very rarely get out anywhere that's out in nature. I make this a priority. My life is super chaotic. I have no routine. I move from city to city and I'm meeting different people all the time. I'm doing st different stuff all the time and it's always at an intense pace. And for me, I need to go and take that time out. When do you do that for yourself? If you haven't done it in years, then block it in. I now block out three, four, five trips every year. It can be simple trips or sometimes they're to exotic locations, but they are for me to get away from the intensity of modern life and come back to the, oh yeah, I'm an animal in nature. In conjunction with that, if you want to be able to create some buffer, you need to have disciplines. And that can come down to knowing that you're not disciplined enough to stop yourself from indulging in your addictions. If you can't stop yourself from looking at Instagram every five seconds, delete it or put an app that blocks it. Right? <laughs> Child safe your machinery so that you only have one hour per day or whatever it is that you, when you need to go actually chat to people or send emails, uh, it's to go on an information diet where instead of constantly scrolling through news feeds and looking for the next article that supports your political viewpoint, which you already believe anyway, or makes you outraged so you get that feeling of like self-righteous outrage, uh, don't do that because it doesn't really change the world. Right? Getting on, online and arguing with people about any ideology or having spats on the internet or, or being involved in celebrity gossip and drama, all of that stuff is just pointless in the overall scheme of things. Okay, sometimes we want to just look at trash because we want to switch off and then just enjoy being trashy. But for the most part, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be honouring your time, honouring this rare and mysterious and inexplicable experience that you have of being an alive, organic, conscious being. The most complicated machine in the universe is inside this skull. And what are we using it for? Fucking scrolling through cat memes. They'll always be funny, but you know that. You know that when they jump off stuff, they do something and they, they're cute. We don't need to look at that stuff all day or feed, our, feed ourselves with these constant reminders of our inadequacies or comparing ourselves to people or fantasizing and fawning over people on the other side of the world and all of that stuff which just takes us away from the present moment. And most importantly, you need some form of practice some discipline that is structured, 
that has a methodology that allows you to come back, return to yourself. Every time we let ourselves be dragged off into somebody else's realm or advertising world or ideology, we're not really with ourselves. We're with somebody else's memes, someone else's ideas. And they're not really with themselves either because those have just been fed to them from somebody else. And these ideologies and schematics of ideas and all of this mass of information is just bouncing from brain to brain to brain, burning calories using your time and your focus when it could be used elsewhere. And what's a better use of time? I think the only effective use of time is to be truly experiencing the moment. And as cliched as that can sound, that's where you get the most joy, the most satisfaction, the most actualization. It's not, surprisingly, by achieving your goals. I'm a big advocate of goal setting, and I'm ambitious, and I've created things, I've projected them, imagined them, set steps in place, and then made them real, and done that over and over again. Of course, that's part of being human, and an effective human is being a goal-setting machine that is able to imagine something that doesn't currently exist and then manifest it into reality through steps. However, if you spend most of your time in that space, then you're never enjoying where you're at. Unfortunately, some of the most successful people live like that because they're always chasing the next goal, the next win. And when they get to that win, they don't even really appreciate it or celebrate it. You know, maybe they pop a bottle of champagne and they move on to the next one, meaning that they're only present for that pop of the champagne and then they're off in their mind to what's the next bigger and better and more fancy or rich thing that they can achieve. Another paradox, can you live like that? Can you set goals and uh, strive towards the future and still enjoy the present moment? Yes, because the goal setting and the projecting the imagination, you don't need to do that all day. You need to do that as an effective thing. You can do it once for a goal and then you can set the steps in place, follow the steps and let go of the goal. And it's better to do that anyway. It drops into your subconscious. It's something you're, you know, you're aware that's the direction you're moving in. But now as I move in that direction, I feel my feet on the ground. I feel the temperature. I observe what's going on internally for me. I can settle into a more relaxed space. When I'm talking with people, I'm there with them instead of thinking about what, what am I going to do later. And in this way, you start to master the art of living. And that's what it means to be a good meditator. There's a lot of misconceptions around meditation, whether it's that it's only for spiritual people or it's, it takes years to get results or, or that you have to be aligned with some tradition and, and be part of a cult or have a guru. None of that stuff is necessarily true. Good, effective meditation is non-sectarian doesn't require you to believe in anything. It's a science of mind and matter. Good meditation, awareness, insight, presence allows you to spend more time within yourself and also to understand yourself, to see that that monkey mind that worries and fantasizes and stresses out about things and thinks over and over in loops is not really you. It's just an aspect of your brain working. It's useful. We need to be able to think about things sometimes, but mostly we don't. Most of your thoughts are pointless and useless and they're not uh, in any way unique or special. Sorry to dump that on you, but that's the truth. If you were to analyze, write down all of your thoughts for a day, how many of them would be <laughs> amazing breakthroughs? How many, many of them would be great literature? They would just be you worrying and pondering or kind of having arguments with people and burning your time. There is another way, there are other ways to spend your time internally. You can be in stillness, you can be in presence. It's not that I'm forcing thoughts to go away. Thoughts are there, they come, they go, but they're like clouds passing in front of a window. When I get to settle in to this space and experience it, not just from my thinking, but through all my senses, then I'm drawing the juice out of life. Then I'm relishing this moment. And this is a great thing to be able to do in amongst all this noise. Yeah, if I want to walk down the street and not be affected by all the chaos, then I can effectively and consciously 
sweep my attention up and down my body, finding stress points and allowing them to resolve and rela relax. If I find myself in stressful situations where I've gone to approach a girl or I'm giving a speech or uh, you know, I'm in a business negotiation or I'm dealing with bureaucracy, okay, all of the things that irritate us in modern life, dealing with traffic, dealing with cops, dealing with fines, dealing with other people, all of that stuff which we have to deal with unless we're gonna go and live in, in a cave, we can deal with it better. You can sit in traffic and meditate blissfully, or you can sit in traffic reaching for your gun and hating them. You can uh, communicate with somebody who is abrasive in a way where you understand where they're coming from and why they're doing what they have to do. Not necessarily that you're going to let them because they may be trying to do it for their agenda that's against yours, but that you can come to an understanding of why they do it. So therefore you're going to be able to better negotiate with them, better convince them, better sell them, better get them to join your team, or to find out that you guys do, are not compatible in any way and let's not waste any time and let's be clear, precise, and honor both of our lives and separate. So a good meditator is not someone who retreats from the world. A good meditator is somebody who faces the world who is working on his art of living, to have more joy, more presence, to share that with people, and also when necessary to be clear, direct, and aggressive as needed, to shut things down that waste your time or take your autonomy or try to rip you off uh, or abuse or use you. Right? A good meditator is more aware internally of their value. They're also more aware of when people are trying to use their frames or their ideologies or their convincing mechanisms to try and get you to do what they want. It makes you a much better rounded person a better insulated and protected person, and a person who is more flexible, spontaneous, and in flow. I will be teaching all my methods, the martial meditation method, in my upcoming launch. This is a distillation of my many years of travel where I have sought out masters from around the world, from different traditions, Zen, uh, Chan, Hindu traditions, Tantric traditions, Taoist traditions. I've found techniques that are applicable, that work, that don't require you to memorize anything, become part of a cult or a religion. I'm not a guru. I am a, a man who's practiced these and I have a good mind for distilling things into effective pieces that people can absorb. And so that's what I've done. I found what I perceive to be the best and most effective techniques. I've put them into a five week course that I will be leading you through, through webinars, through the daily Facebook group and through a series of video instructions where, you where I show you how to become more embodied, how to become more flexible, to become more balanced, more calm, more aware, more at ease with yourself and to be developing your confidence and your self-esteem, to be less shakable, less reactive, more able to hold pressure on yourself and onto other people, which is integral for seduction or any uh, advancement in your social life. All of these techniques are designed to be simple to learn. They don't require you to believe anything. It's pure science of mind and matter that you get to investigate your human experience and amplify the results to excellence which perhaps you hadn't even imagined, to a sense of being at ease and okay with yourself that you would have never thought possible, and to have the ability to connect with people that you meet, women that you want to seduce, people that you want to influence, you want to become friends with, in a very authentic, raw and real way because you are removing the filters. You are removing the need to impress or to play this game of endless status and likes and uh, trying to capture people's attention instead of being somebody who is magnetic and charismatic that people want to spend time with because they feel amazing being around you. But until then, turn that fucking phone off. Find ways to take back your own time. Be aware of where your attention is bleeding and do a stock take on it. If you spend two, three, four hours a day on this time-wasting behavior, what percentage of your life is that? I'm not a mathematics guy, but I know that's a lot. That's years of your life that you could spend staring down at your phone. 
Don't waste this precious time that you have on the planet. Use it to enjoy, to express, to connect, not to be disconnected, not to be feeling like you're not worthy or that you don't compare to other people because you are brilliant. You just need to allow the layers to dissolve and then present that to the world. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.